I hate you, Beebs. Is it worse or better? Uh, you're worse. Well, bitch, I'll kill you and your fucking dog, you're all right? You're not going to do a goddamn thing. All right, I'm thing. not in the goddamn mood. Yeah, I'm not in the goddamn mood. Goddamn. I'm stressed out. I want to eat bad food right now. I know you do, Beebs. And I know that I'm going to feel like shit. Because you're stronger than that, because, I'm not, though. You are, Because Beebs. I feel like I'm I, believe a, I know you, I'm going to wake up tomorrow feeling like I drank because when I eat bad, that's how I feel. I've been trying to eat better. Yeah. But fries. Well, what's your cheat day? There is no cheat day. Uh, well, to pick a cheat day. No, I'm not going to do that. because I, Because then on the cheat day, if I don't want something, it's I, picking a cheat day is not. That doesn't work for me. The fuck? Hey guys, this is Mentors and Roommating. Hey. <laughs> I'm Megan Tonjes. Do you want to introduce the podcast? No, I'm Megan Tonjes. I'm Keith Batista. Yeah, that's right. Introduce your guy. All right, good. Name. Welcome to the podcast. All it's right, so podcast. wait, no, no, let's talk. You don't like, you don't believe in cheat days? It's not that I don't believe it. They don't work for me. I don't like them. If I'm like every Sunday, I'm going to whatever, the reality is that Friday, if I go out, then maybe I want to make that my cheat day. And so there's just no point in me choosing a specific so cheat, your day. cheat day. <laughs> not going to choose a cheat day. I think it comes down to structure. I think that's what it's about. I know yeah. Phil's doing that. He's uh, his cheat day Saturday. I so just like I don't work. I. But do you understand why I don't want to just choose a day though? Because if it's going to change whenever I want, like I understand the idea of choosing like having a day a week, but to choose a specific day, I think for me it just makes no sense. Why doesn't it make sense for you? Because let's say Sunday is my cheat day, and I'm yeah. like, yo, Sunday, I'm going to fuck up this specific well, no, food because I, I want think, it, I and think, I'm not even here. But I don't think the mentality should be that. I think it should be, I'm going to eat right except yeah. for this day. I'm going to eat right until I want so to eat So if you go wrong. out Friday, you're <laughs> yeah. going to eat right. You're going to get, you know, whatever you're going to get nah, when you go out. I'm not going <laughs> to well, do it. Like, <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. All right. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm going to eat well until I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not going to eat well. There's only so much I can do, Beebs. Beebs, you ain't doing nothing, I'm, I'm trying to help you. You ain't helping me, Beebs. You hurting me, Beebs. <laughs> <laughs> you always hurt me. I don't know if you noticed, you but I can never do is, anything girl? right, My guys. goal is to eat everything in this fucking... Um, this pantry thing? This pantry. Yeah, girl, it's so much stuff in there. My goal is to really start making a dent. Like, whatever beans or anything that are in there, I'm a fuck what up. What you doing? I really don't want to do shit after. What are you doing? So you're, you're going out Saturday? All day? What's your I don't Saturday know. Like, don't make me make choices. Saturday, I'm supposed to. I don't want to make you make choices, but if you want to clean the house and clean the shit, we got to plan and do it. So, is Saturday free for you? I don't know. Saturday, I'm filming with Nikki, yeah. and then I also was invited to a party. So, I don't know that Saturday. Oh, is you whatever. ain't even coming to to m- what to meet? For what? You My didn't birthday. tell me about anything. I did tell you, but you, you said didn't... you already told me that you may be doing something Saturday when I told you. Oh, I don't remember you. Yeah, we're going to a bar Saturday night. Oh. For my birthday. I'll try. <laughs> I got invited to a thing. This was before I knew. That's fine. Um, maybe I can make them both happen. Maybe. It's like a, it's like a joint thing. It's like me and Jordan. Oh. Uh, maybe I can make both happen. I'll see, Beebs. I'm sorry, yeah, if Beebs. Yeah, if you could bless us with your presence, Beebs, If not, Beebs, Beebs, Beebs be then great. maybe we can just get some dinner some night, Beebs. Okay. I'm sorry, Beebs. I'm, I suck. You don't suck. <sighs> There's just too many things. Um, what, are you, what are you doing Saturday? I got invited to a party by Gabby Fresh for like a TV thing. I don't know. I don't oh, okay. even know if that's still happening. And then um, Nikki and I are supposed to film because we're going to start a new series. Oh, yeah. Didn't you want me to shoot like a, like a, like a full house thing? Yeah. Well, maybe we'll still have you help us. But um, we were also planning on just doing it ourselves. Mm. But we might have you help us shoot a few of the little things. We got a whole lot. I'm not going to talk about it yet because I haven't bought the domain. But... We got we got ideas for something that we go and do that could potentially be a podcast, I guess, at some point. But yeah. 
Me and Nikki. Yeah, it would be great. I was real fucked up at Phil and Lindsay's house and sitting out on the little like porch area and we were coming up with ideas. I was mm. treating it like a business meeting. It was so good. Did you, what prompted this? Um, well, we made, we made these videos together a few weeks ago about, uh, Mary, fuck, Mary unsubscribe or something. So we did fuck Mary unsubscribe. Fuck Mary unsubscribe. Yeah. And we were just so funny, you uh, know? And so I think was. we just realized our own power. And so we were like, well, why don't we make videos together consistently? You cheating on me, beeps? I'm cheating on you, you because you've gone all the you fucking this time. Bitch, I podcast. I know. Eight goddamn times so a month. I'm <laughs> so, so do I. And maybe if you stop going to New York. Listen. You right? <laughs> Maybe if I did stop going God to New York. God I have like a schedule in my life Yeah, now. fuck your schedule. Your schedule fucks with my non-schedule and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like I gotta like well, do shit during you... the day and I don't like that at all. <laughs> I'm mad about it. What do you mean you do shit during the day? I just don't like, I like to do what I want when I want, however I want. Mm. And you being gone don't allow me to do what I want, how I want, when I want. Me being gone yeah. prevents you? Yes. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> it don't I matter. I need where to you work begin. out some demons. <laughs> Girl, I'm full of demons right now, I, and I those imagine, demons. Imagine them little red. Those demons want fries. <laughs> little, all right. Well, I guess we're getting fries tonight, dudes. God damn. It's just you know what I was supposed I to get so sex full. tonight, and so uh, I'm not so getting sex, gonna, and I need yeah, to fill. I, mean, I need to fill another hole. I mean, I guess you deserve it. <laughs> I don't really deserve it. I mean, you're just going to get the, the fries? No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing pretty good. You have been doing pretty I've been slipping up good. a little bit the past few days, but that's because I'm stressed What do you mean the few days? I didn't see you slipping up. When are you slipping up? I Would slipped you slip up. up. Would you slip up? Yesterday I slipped up. What'd I got you chicken. You got chicken? Mm-hmm. What do you mean you I got chicken? I was so good at dinner. Oh, I forget. I ate vegetarian. all vegetarian, and that's then I was like, ooh. Yeah, but that's not like, terrible. Was it like, what kind of chicken are we talking you know what kind of chicken we're talking nuggets? about. Oh, girl, nuggets? Oh, should I not say the N-word on, on this podcast? <laughs> nuggets? Yeah, that's the wrong one. Mm. Uh, nah, girl, we don't have to go into details. Just know that I haven't been as good as I should have been. No, girl, you've been actually very good since the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Comparatively, I've been yeah. good for yeah. what we were doing girl, before. Compared to what we were doing at Holy Phil's house shit. For, the, for the break. Whew. You know girl. What I'm saying, girl. <laughs> yeah, girl, we fucked it up. On top of dropping boiling water on everybody. Oh my god. <laughs> I oh wish my god, you guys... we haven't even talked about that. We haven't talked about anything. We haven't talked about anything because that was traumatic, Beebs. What? Nothing. Don't do that. Don't do, do cr- what? I'm hearing like a creak. I think it's your headphones. I swear to God, Beebs. Maybe. Put her up right here. You wanna come up? Come, come on. Daddy's gonna get a glass of water too. Come on. <gasps> Margo, how are you doing? How are you living right now? You feeling good? You looking good? What? Why are you running? What is... What? He just went running in the most cartoon fucking way. Oh my god, girl. Don't ever do that again. Why don't you just get a new glass if you don't want to waste fucking time? Bitch. You... Oh, men. You know what I'm saying? That's all. I'm just going to leave that sentence there. What do you mean men? Just men, period. Something's wrong with the fridge. No, I didn't say it's wrong. I swear to God, if you don't sit the fuck down, just sit down. Get your glass of water. Oh, I swear to God, Beebs, I, I swear to God. <laughs> girl, you, who knows, girl, you probably right, do everything without me. Okay, well, Maybe. welcome back. The puppy's here too, guys. Puppy's here too. We got asshole interrupting puppy. Mm-hmm. What's up? What's up, little puppy? How was your, um, your second New York trip? 
It was quick as fuck, Yeah, was it like in and out kind of? Yeah, I got there Friday night. I left Monday morning. I was fucking tired as shit. And it was like two, yeah, it was two 14-hour days. I was up and I was out. The first day was like 10 to 1. And then Mm -hmm. the next one was like 7 to... One, <laughs> it was like forever. So what time are you getting up? Like six? Five? Now I'm all fucked up. What, I don't know. I don't know what even, time were you? I don't up? remember. <laughs> Early enough to be awake when the makeup showed up. Um, <laughs> I feel like I remember seeing a picture of you in bed, like just exhausted. Yeah, I was re- very, very tired. I forget which night that was. <clears throat> it was probably the first one when I took mm. the makeup off. Um, yeah, girl, I was very. It was. It was just a lot of work, long days, and uh, I still have to upload all that footage for them tonight. Um, it was good though, girl. I went to. I mean, I don't want to talk too in depth about everything I'm doing because then you won't watch the goddamn episodes. But I've been filming for this show, Sexish, and I'm the host for it, which I talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, Morgan Spurlock and shit. And is he going to be in the show at all? Not as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not really my. It's kind of my show. <laughs> it's like half my show. Partly my. I'm the face of a show. You being like. Like it's a lot sex-ish. of me making that face. I hope that's the whole like intro. I hope the whole intro is just me making Gertie face. <laughs> Gertie face. I like that. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so one of the things we did go to, we went to a house that was very sex positive, like, but is very like, is polyamory Girl, I'm friendly. still thinking about that shit. Yeah, girl, it's fu- fucked up my whole life. I was telling Elise about that. It is fucked up my whole everything, girl. She's like, yeah, it's just not for me. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not here to say polyamory is more right for anyone than anyone else yeah, or no, whatever, yeah. anything like that. But I will just say that I've come across several people in the course of filming this that mm-hmm. ascribe to more polyamorous life and it, that it's not necessarily a sister wife situation. Right. Um, it just seems to be more dating. Mm-hmm. And then like if if you're in a relationship for four years and it's monogamous dope. And then at the four year mark of all of a sudden there's something that you guys aren't fulfilled with. And it comes, it's something that whether it's a sex thing mm-hmm. or it's just like a connection thing, or just needing um, something it's new. renegotiating your relationship to figure out what it needs for however long it needs. And then when that changes, communicating that again, mm-hmm. I just found it very interesting. Yeah. I mean, and I met just... really awesome people that were just like super open and, um, we're like, like we're like at like like honestly working to deal with very like things that we always talk about like jealousy and possessiveness and weren't the best way to put it was like one of the people I was talking to is like you know we sit and we talk about like jealousy like it's just something we ha- like we should accept or that's something that's like good and he's like jealousy might be a mm. human emotion but it's not necessarily a great human emotion like it's you know it's it's like envy. it's it, like if you were and I was like well I guess, I guess yeah like if you were in a relationship and the person you're with made you like you just felt angry all of the time all of your friends would be like yo that's not fucking normal you shouldn't feel (laughs) angry all the time but we're like we kind of accept jealousy all the time is like oh look they want they really want you and that's how it's supposed to be and that's Mm. not necessarily maybe how it's supposed to be right um maybe there's other reasons for why we feel that and maybe there's other reasons for like to get to instead of you know being in a relationship where i'm jealous you have to stop doing whatever because i'm jealous it's really combating like why are you jealous is it because you feel replaced or you feel like i'm not spending enough time with you and then how do we fix that so like if i'm going out and doing something and you feel upset then maybe we can't we compromise in the sense of like when i'm done then like we hang out for a certain amount of time because that will make you feel more it was just very interesting and Many people there are in all kinds of different relationships, and some people that are just like I haven't really figured out what kind of relationship I want, and talked a lot about about um, 
I think it was like socio, sociosexual or something of like just this idea that like people tell you that you either are like, like monogamous, like monogamy is like the thing that's the standard. And then everything else is kind of like way out there. yeah. Yeah. And that just the idea that like you really have to on an individual level figure out like what does it take to get you to a place where you want to be sexual with someone if it is if you want to be sexual at all like to sleep with someone for the first time because everyone's answer is completely different you really have to figure out things like how much familiarity do you have to have with a person how much um uh it was like familiarity and then it was like uh like connection before having sex yeah, for the first time. Mm-hmm. Connection, and then it was, like, commitment or something like that. Mm. But it was, like, differentiating between, like, familiarity in the sense of, like, we've met a few times or we've just, like, there are people that, like, I can meet you tonight and we could fuck, and I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. And there are people that, like, we can we can meet tonight, but I also need to feel a certain level of connection and I need to have a commitment from you on some level. Mm. And then they can fuck. And then there are people that, like, you know... Just, yeah, it was just, like, interesting, like, you have to kind of, yeah, yeah, you kind of have to gauge where you are and then figure out if things like casual sex or hooking up are for you. And then kind of the idea that, like, and this was kind of what, like, stuck in my head and, like, what I was thinking about was just the idea of, like, we always talk about casual sex being this thing of, like, almost like a reaction to something. Like, if you must have gotten out of a relationship, that's why you're sleeping around a bunch or you're having, yeah, or you're, like, you're having kind of more, like, frivolous sex. And look, for some, it might be. And, yeah, and and I, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Or or you're having, um, you're having casual sex, so you must be really young and you're just figuring it out until you find a relationship. You're having casual sex and you must just be waiting for a relationship. And so it really kind of brought the idea of, like, what if you just had casual sex? What if that was just something that you like to do? That was the kind of sex you had, and it doesn't make it that like, oh, it's all one-off sex. Some casual sex is like we're friends with benefits for a few years, and like we don't really like take each other away from our lives. But like when we want to hang out and have sex, we can, and maybe there's somewhat of a connection. But it's not like a full-on you're my boyfriend girlfriend thing. Um, I, I kind of have that with somebody here. Yeah. Now that I think about it. I yeah. mean, it's very infrequent. Maybe yeah. a few times a year we'll, we'll hook up. But yeah. every other time it's like, we're cool. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, that would be an example of that. Um, or like maybe, yeah, it was just, it was just like super interesting and definitely like opened my eyes up. Cause I found it more empowering. I was like, well, really like this makes me feel like when I've had situations in the past that it's not just like, oh, this was just me fucking around because I couldn't figure something out. Or this was me just making a bad decision. It really kind of empowers you to be like, this was a decision that I wanted to make. This was something that mattered. And even if it didn't last three months, it lasted three weeks. Or if it lasted three months instead of three years, that doesn't make it less valid or less real or less important or mean that I didn't learn something from it like I would with any relationship. And I just think it's an interesting idea that like not everyone has to kind of ascribe to this. Um, monogamy. The idea of monogamy. I guess monogamy, but also, but like even them talking about, they're like, we're not against monogamy. It's just a matter of like a lot of us maybe, and if, you know, if we walked away tomorrow and we found someone, they were like, we, I want to be with you forever. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like the reality of that mm. is I want to be with you for right now. And that might turn into two years. And then in two years, maybe we don't want to be together. Maybe it doesn't work anymore. And so instead of looking at it as like a failure, looking at it as like, this was an important thing. And like, 
it's okay to be like fine with that and to be happy about that. And no. to, and if you care about someone, be ha- want them to be happy and want them to, whether you're in a relationship together, you have figured out that like, okay, well on the off chance we do want to sleep around, there's certain rules in place, or maybe we have threesomes, but just together and just with these certain things, yeah. or maybe we're Customized sex. monogamous, but we can make out with someone if we want to, or maybe we're just monogamous and like you don't touch anyone. I don't touch anyone. And that's what works for us. But I think it it was an interesting, very realistic, I think, way for a lot of relationships. And also, it really valued communication. Like, polyamory is not all the same. And, like, they showed this graph, and they're like, these are literally all the different kinds. These are some of the relationships you can have. And so, you know, maybe you have a... Where, uh, like, basically everything I just mentioned, where, like, maybe you figure out the specific rules for your relationship, and that might involve sex with other people or not. Maybe just you have a relationship where it's like you can have emotional relationships with other people, but there's no sexual relationship. And it just seemed like way more interested in like connecting with people and I'm gonna have to get into that. Yeah. The idea <laughs> I don't mean that for the sex, but I mean I feel like Well, I think the sex is not a hu- is not as it's not big about of a part as sex of it. As a, yeah, yeah. Like there are definitely people in the in the in the house and just in general that were like, I have sex all the time and I love to have sex with whoever I want whenever I want. Yeah. And then, uh, but most of the people I was meeting were just like, and, and, and like even one of the people I met that was like, that was like, but I love being a boyfriend. I love being in a relationship. I love being romantic. It just takes a while for me to feel that for someone. And in the meantime, like if I'm having casual sex with people, I'm very open about like, I let people know, like, listen, I don't get easily attached to people right away. And if I do, I'll let you know, like I will be the one to initiate and tell you how I feel. And if we sleep together and, and someone says to me and like the girl will say to me like, oh, we should do this again. And I'm not feeling like we should do this again. He's like, I'll tell them like this is probably a one-off thing, mm-hmm. but like this was re- like, I had a lot of fun and thank you so much. And like text them that night and be like, thank you so much. It was such a good experience. It just seemed like, I don't know, like everyone was like so respectful and cool and it was all about consent. Like even doing things in the house are like very aware of like asking if I can do this. Can I have someone over? Like Mm -hmm. just very respectful. Yeah. And, um, I think that mature, very mature. There it is. That is a perfect word. Like you said, I didn't even say they're, they're sort of like a, the next level of species. It literally felt like an evolution. Yeah. Like a step, the next step. I walked into just an evolution of humanity (laughs) of like people that were like, yeah, we used to date for like years and then I started dating this other person and it didn't really work out so well between us. So now me and this person are engaged, but we're all still friends. Mm-hmm. We're all cool with each other because we cared about each other and he wanted me to be happy. He's and if that an wasn't part of the life, in a monogamous yeah. relationship with him, he still wanted it. Like he's like the best man at their wedding. Yeah. So like there's just, it just seems like instead of like, we broke up, fuck you. I'm never talking to you again. You hurt me. It seems like you hurt me and I'm hurting. We can communicate through that, figure it out so that we can be on whatever level we want to be. And then it just like, people always talk about like, Oh, you can't be friends with your exes and shit like that. And I don't believe that at all. I really think it's about how you deal with what happened in communicating and apologizing if you need to and mending things if you need to. But would you you say that these people were very, um, uh, the opposite of insecure? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in a, in a lot very, of very ways. Very, comfortable with who they are. Well, I don't think it just, like, stripped completely their insecurity. I think yeah. that they were just more aware that, like, if I'm feeling insecure, then something is wrong. 
and that I should talk about that and I should right. communicate that and I should really try to figure out why I feel insecure mm-hmm. because it's not enough to just be like, I feel insecure and that's just how it is. I, that's why I felt like they were involved was they were just like, yeah. I'm insecure and it's not okay to just carry that around and make myself feel shitty and make other people oh, feel shitty. God, I fucking love these people. So like, girl, I just loved them. And like, granted, like I'm sure there's stuff going on. I mean, they're not like really supposed to date in the house. Nothing's it's kind perfect. of discouraged. Yeah. Nothing's perfect. And, um, but it just seems like they're definitely trying to approach relationships. Be adults. Yeah. Instead of being hurt all the time because this didn't work out and this only went for so long and I couldn't understand this. Just be happy that very... it happened rather than sad that it's over. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> it was just a very cool experience. I met this one chick whom like in love with. Maybe that's why I'm, I, I always say how I want to have that like that weekend fling thing mm-hmm. where it's like I just for some reason I think that would be a really cool experience. It would be like to meet someone have a passionate fling for like a weekend and then never really see them again. Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing to want, but I think, you know? But yeah. Well, I mean, but I think it's about, it's just how you want to connect with people yeah. and what kind of experience you want to have and communicating that. Mm. So like, I don't think that they would go into a situation like that and not tell someone that was their intention, Yeah, you know, or, or communicate that on some level. So it just seemed like, Everyone was just so cool. And it mm-hmm. just, and, and granted, some of them just want, I mean, it was like a very comfortable house. They just want to be naked. Some of them were just like, it's my fucking house. Like, I just want to walk around without a bra on and not like worry. Yeah. But it didn't, it wasn't like a situation where I walked in and was like, everyone's fucking up against everything. Yeah, yeah. But it definitely was a situation where I'm sure <laughs> if they have parties like there, that yeah. like people might disappear and have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily living in the house, but that, you know, I don't know. It's just like, it's very, very interesting. Yeah, it's cool. It just goes to show how, like, different people can be. It's like it's They were really talking about, like, you know, sometimes in a relationship, jealousy is why people break up. Mm -hmm. I just can't get over it. I just can't unsee it. Yeah. And they're like, that's a starting point for us instead Mm. of, like, an end. That's just, like, a road. That's, like, a little, like, just taking a break off the road. Like, we're on the road, and we just took a little pit stop. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, like, if you want to continue on with a relationship, you really try to work through that and figure out what works for you. And if it doesn't, then... You're adult enough to say, well, like, this isn't going to work, but, like, mm-hmm. I wish you well, and, like, let's, you know, find people that make us happy. It just seemed like people that were really focused on, I want to be happy, I want people that I care about to be happy, and... Being honest. And being honest. Being true. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was very, 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 very interesting, girl. Because um, I, liked, I liked it a lot more than... This idea that like, oh, if I'm going to fuck around, then I have to be like super secretive about it and I have to yeah. fuck around. Like they all just seem so like, we try to be Accepting. safe. We get tested as often as we can. We, we use condoms. Like we communicate. Like we don't like... All the shit we the, learned I, in like yeah, middle school. We look at someone's <laughs> genitals before we have sex, which is not a surefire way of anything, but like we're just very yeah, communicative. Look, yeah, yeah we've, we and you know, they were even talking about like, they're talking about like just, um, they're talking about STIs and like how we shame STIs and how people like... There are people that would rather, like, literally did a study, they'd rather get hit by a car than get, like, herpes or something and, like, and stuff like that. And they're, like, we, you know, there's all this shaming around STIs and even, like, getting infections and, like, they're talking about, like, you know, for girls, like, um, you know, um, like, UTI, or, well, people in general, but, like, UTIs, um, you know, um, yeast infections, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. And... In most situations, I feel like where, like, if a dude was having sex with someone and then, like realize that there was something going on on there would be like freaked out. And like in this situation, the dude running it was like, sometimes vaginas just do what vaginas do. (laughs) He's like, if you care about the sexual health of who you're sleeping with, if like 
you pull your dick out essentially and like there's like white crusty stuff or whatever on it yeah. <laughs> it's like very like whatever yeah, yeah. um you would inform your partner and like not be freaked out because it's like vaginas are gonna get infections and like it's yeah. not necessarily a sexual thing it's just like when you're putting things in and out yeah stuff happens My and like you take an sensitive. antibiotic and you're fine and like it just seemed like they were very just very mature about sex and like yeah. This is what happens with human bodies and, like, there's communication and, like, caring about their sexual health and, like, bringing things to their attention and, like, not being freaked out and just being like, oh, fuck, this is weird. Like, really. I feel like I need to learn how. Apparently there's some books I'm supposed to read. To talk like that. Because I feel like if I were to come to someone and be, like, as honest as I am, Hmm. I I have the fear of coming off as, like, a bit pretentious or, like, a bit... um, I don't know what the word would be, but like, like, cause like, you know, sometimes people can be too, too honest and like hurt mm-hmm. feelings. Yeah. I guess I'd be worried about hurting feelings. But then again, if I feel like if I was living in this kind of environment, I would have to worry about hurting feelings. But like, let's say you said something, about. but let's say you said something and it hurt someone's feelings. This wouldn't be a house where they'd be like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to fucking subtweet him. This yeah, would be a house yeah. where like you would say something and someone would react and be like, actually, the way you said that really struck me weird. And mm-hmm. like, I don't feel great about that. And then you would discuss it and talk about figure out if one of you was in the wrong or like how to navigate that. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seemed very much like the chick that I met who I'm like oh, fucking in love with Lila. Uh, like just we met and we instantly connected as friends. Um, so, oh, yeah. Okay. She uh, she was like, there have been times when like I'm just not used to communicating that much and like. In the house, they'll be like, you have to talk. Like, I know you don't want to talk, but, like, you have to talk. Yeah. Like, we have... And, like, she's like... And then I feel better afterwards, but it's just a matter of, like, what we've been taught to do and what we've been taught to feel. fighting that, yeah. Yeah. So, it was very... It was very cool. Would you say? I would say it's very enlightening. And uh, it was definitely... I don't know. I mean, I don't... Listen, I don't know what relationship I would want. (laughs) She might be. I don't even know if she wants me to name her, actually. Um... But she was just so dope, and uh, everyone there was so, so cool, and I think that um, I'm just really glad that we we talked to them and really got a, a good inside look, and, and you know, in a, in a house that a lot of people I feel like would judge, they were doing a lot of, like, education stuff. Like, they were doing this whole class about how to hook up healthy and make sure that, you know, you can figure out if hooking up or casual sex is for you, what it looks like for you, protecting your heart, protecting your body, Um it felt like a sex ed class I wish that they gave us growing up because like there was even a part where um, the dude was talking about like after sex, what do you do? And like, yeah. he's like, you know, in a lot Clean of cases, the fuck up. yeah, but like in a lot of cases, like there are things that can make oh, this like, this could make this a more connected experience where it's not about like, okay, I feel used because you just fucked me and you got up and dre- got dressed and left. Um, you know, it's more about like you, maybe you clean each other off. Maybe you go get like a washcloth and you clean each other. Maybe you talk to each other for a while and you, you just like laugh about the day. And then, you know, you, you're, you're obviously honest about what your intentions are and what you want, but like not treating sex or wanting to get off with someone as like, okay, we did this now I feel shameful and I have to leave, but like treating it as like, there's like a full communication loop where, you know, it's. It's not like I got what I wanted and I, and I leave. You respect the situation you're in. You respect the person you're in and spend a little bit of time afterwards and kind of 
you know, and it just, it just felt like I wish that we knew that as like an option for casual sex in general, that it doesn't have to be this like middle of the night, don't tell anyone like in this house, it's like, if someone has loud sex, like it's not a house where like, oh, you had loud sex last night and it kept me up. So I'm fucking pissed. It's like, yeah, it might get a little annoying, but like the next day you're probably gonna get a high five from one of us. You'd be like, yeah, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. Like obviously yeah. you had a great night and like, we'll tease you a little bit because we're friends, but yeah, like, yeah. it's not, Could it you didn't, be any louder? yeah, it didn't feel like <laughs> yeah. a shameful, you know, and yeah, it's it just it was very cool. And so like, would you you would describe that as like a its own little community, right? Yeah, they create they've created like their own little community, their own little bubble. I feel like, which you know, I'm Good. sure everyone has an opinion about you know that and like this kind of utopia, like trying to get this utopia and whatever. But it was like a really. But what's wrong with trying to be better? Yeah, together. It felt like a college know? dorm, but like a college dorm if a bunch of like English professors like decided to live in the college dorm together. Like it was a much more adult college dorm mm. of like, it felt like a community and we're friends and we go out and get food together and like, we're doing our own thing. But like, you know, Oh, I want to get food and four, four others of you want to get food. Let's like, let's go get whatever. Yeah. Um, but it felt like, uh, I'm having like, it just seemed like they were more likely to be, if, so-and-so is having like a relationship issue or a sexual issue or something that they want to try, a kink that they want to try. They might go to someone else in the house who has experience with that and ask them questions Mm. and use them as a resource. And like, um, so I stayed after the, after shooting, which I'm pretty sure the crew thought I was just like going to go fuck everyone (laughs) because (laughs) I was like getting along with everyone. Guys, I'm going to stay. Yeah. No, literally it was like, everyone's looking at me like, are you okay? You, you fine? I'm like, I'm staying. And we just (laughs) cook. We like literally like drank and took butt photos and made cookies. Like it was fucking great. Um, but it, like it just yeah it was like a house where like when um, Kenneth the main dude was like I want to take a butt photo with you and we took like literally took butt what? photos we took oh, butt, butt photos <laughs> um, okay. no one in the house was like oh my god or whatever everyone was just mm. like super fucking cool it was like you want me to take the photo for you <laughs> like that's um, fucking awesome it was like it was so cool and there's got to be something wrong with them beebs probably right but um and like Kenneth was talking about um, drink that Kool Aid I think like tying. We're talking about like maybe tying people up during sex or something, or like just because yeah. he's tried like tons of stuff, and yeah. he's like very. And I was watching a live stream of him, and he was very much like, "What are your sex goals for 2016? A like, what do you want to do?" Yeah, he has like Periscope and stuff. Oh, nice. He's like, "What do you want to do? Like, I can maybe I can give you guys some tips. I can help you out. Like, I have toys that I can show you, and like how you use them. And like, he, there's like a, a toy that he has like to help you aid in getting a girl to squirt if that's something that a girl wants to do. And just like super open about like pegging and things like that. And like how some people will probably think like, Oh, you must be gay if you like that. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, that's not the case. And also yeah. like, you know, gay isn't like an action. <laughs> like it's not yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, there, there are a lot of reasons <laughs> why, yeah. why men love prostate, like, you know, they have their yeah. prostate touched and like, Massaged. there's a, there's, you know, kind of like breaking through kind of all the bullshit that people attach to things, especially sexually. But, um, he was talking about like, I don't even know how we got honestly into the discussion of tying, but he was like, Oh, hold on, let me show you. And so he went and got a rope and then like Lila, who I was hanging out with, he was like, Can I do this to you real quick? And she was like, Yeah. And so he was like showing me how he ties up the hands and he was explaining to like why there's like a lot of ritual and stuff like this and like about making the person feel really comfortable and safe and how you tie it so it doesn't tighten and like how this gives you a certain feeling, like when you grab it, like they feel more submissive and like how it just was super informative mm-hmm. and it just seemed like everyone was trying to have like their best sex life, but also just like be able to connect with people without kind of all of like the really negative emotions that we bring into relationships. So how does one like, like do you have to apply to like live in this kind know. of a place? I don't know how it works. I think it started with, um, it started with two people that kind of co-founded this community. And then like from there, I think it's probably had some like turnover of people that move out of the house, people that move in. 
Um, some people have been there for a year and a half. Some people have been there for three months. And I think it's just like, uh, as you get to a point in life where maybe you're like, okay, well, I'm, I kind of want to like go pursue this relationship now and I, I want to live with them. You'd probably leave the house and they'd bring someone else in and, um, and then you just figure out whatever your relationship is there. But yeah, it was very, very cool. It was just. I don't know. Like, it's very different than anything that I've ever witnessed. Was that, like, the and better of the... Well, I guess maybe you don't have to answer that. But, like, mm-hmm. it was very interesting. I was, I yeah, I just felt like I was learning a lot. And and is that, was that the thing you shot the whole weekend? No, that was just one of the things. Oh, okay, okay. But, um, yeah, and it was just, like, the idea that, like, you know, they were just, the one chick who works at, like, NYU and does, like, human sexuality has, like, a doctorate. She was, like, running a class, and she was talking about, like... You know, uh, mathematically, the the average or the um, the the possibility for you getting obviously STIs and things like that, and what people assume. So people assume that if you're in a five year relationship and you have sex twice a week and you don't really know each other's status going in, but you're only you know you you're supposedly monogamous. Um, what the how many like one night stands with protect? Oh, you don't use protection. Like how many one night stands with protection do you have to have? essentially to even out to that five-year relationship Mm -hmm. risk-wise. It was like 3,000. Wow. And so it's just like there's a lot of misconception. She was like literally like they did a study and they asked people like comparatively like monogamous person um, or polyamorous person. Like they gave like specific like information about them. Mm -hmm. They were like, who do you think is more risky? Who do you think is more likely to have an STD? Who do you think is more likely to not be able to like do their taxes right and it was like even with polyamorous people, the majority chose polyamorous people for like risky, like um, kind of like just can't control anything about themselves. And they're like, statistically, we know that's not true. Like yeah. we can look at facts and see that like. But beast, but beast, truth doesn't matter in this country, <laughs> yeah, <right>? beast. <laughs> but there's just like the a lot of. The louder you yell, the more attention you a get. A lot of shame around those relationships. And, and also, you know. Um, they're like, if anything, you know, you have people uh, in the polyamorous community, or at least in this community, they're like, we're very big in protection. Like, we have fucking condoms all over the house and, like, very, like, big into communicating where your partner's at, getting tested, whatever it is that you need to know, and offering that information first so that you don't feel uncomfortable getting that information. Like, if you are hooking up with someone and you say, hey, just so you know, I got tested six months ago. I was clean. It's more, it's easier for that person to maybe offer up as opposed to you being like, yo, just by the way, what's your status? <laughs> like mm-hmm. just like little things like that, that probably make sex a more pleasurable, less anxiety filled experience. Yeah. yeah. And it just seemed like that was the goal is like all these things that we feel about sex and we're so scared, like embracing those and really like figuring out why we feel that way. And then trying to actively live a life where there's just, not shame for doing things. It's all about like, you know, just communicating and, and learning about yourself. And as what you want changes, changing with that and being okay to communicate that. And it was just, it was very, very cool. And it was very open. Definitely made me just want to sleep with a bunch more They people. recommended uh, some books? I, I'll have to go through. I mean, they didn't t- tell me anything that I remember off yeah. offhand, but I know that Kenneth does live streams. Uh, Kenneth plays. You can go check him out. And, um, that I, I was like watching one live stream that he did that was recorded and he was talking about like just a, all kinds of stuff and like squirting. But while he was like showing off his, this toy and like he, he does all these classes, he does these classes like BDSM for the nice guy and like does a class specifically to help dudes that are like want to be dominant 
and like have maybe have a relationship even where someone's submissive and they want to dom, but they can't get over that mental, like, I want to want to hit you and I don't want to yeah. do whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate that doing sexually what your partner wants, mm-hmm. but also like feel comfortable and also feel like it's safe. Mm-hmm. And so he does stuff like safe that. Words. And yeah. And just like, you know, um, he works with someone else doing conferences where like women like go on a retreat and really try to reconnect to it just it reminded me a lot of like the orgasmic meditation kind of stuff where like it's all about like reconnecting what what it is you want and how to do that well and how to feel good about it and empowered and um yeah like a fucking blowjob classes and stuff like that like it just seemed like they were big about educating and like whatever you're interested in let's figure it out yeah i like that yeah like that openness because sometimes I feel like I've been with people they're just like they only want to do things one way and they don't want to try anything else and it's like I'm incredibly turned on by someone that's like I like this this and this like you know oh you have a foot fetish dope like I'll I'll go get a pedicure and let you choose the nail color like to me that's fun I'm like that's like a that's something that you're into that really doesn't doesn't bother me um doesn't hurt me in any kind of way and like I'm cool with and like how do we incorporate this in like our sex play essentially and like just about trying new things and seeing what works and what doesn't. And How long do you think it will be before most of this country adopts that kind of Oh, my God. Mentality? We'll be dead. We'll be dead. Oh, yeah. Long dead, right? Long dead. Our children's children will be dead. <laughs> it's like I'm so, like, torn because I feel like in a weird way, like, the way these people are living are the way... It seems like it is a very healthy way to live emotionally. It's probably what like hippies did back in the day, but we yeah, just but I feel we like a, didn't fucking know. It's like educ. I mean, I don't have to say hippies were back in the day weren't educated, but I mean, we know more today than we did 60, 70 years ago for sure. Yeah. And it seems like it's like the it's hippies a, of yesteryear mixed with an, an amazing <coughs> amount of like self consciousness, very intellectual, yeah. yeah, intellectual, very conscious about who they are and what they want and and how to communicate and all that stuff. Yeah. Like one of the girls I was like talking to, she was so, well, I will say this. One of the chicks that I really connected with that was there was like, you know, I'm battling right now with figuring out if I want to be open about that. I'm more interested in a polyamorous life because there is still a lot of stigma around it. And there still is a lot of like miscommunication or misinformation. Open open with anybody. Yeah. Just like, Open publicly, yeah, like publicly. if I want to be an actress, do I want people to immediately be able to look up my name and know that like this is my lifestyle, or do I want to separate that from, you know, so that people see what I'm doing first, and then maybe I have have like a pseudonym or something? Because some people in those cl- those houses have pseudonyms and stuff that they go by, like so they're not out to their some of them aren't out to their families, you know. So it's like almost like coming out as like a, as a sexuality in general of like this is what I'm interested in, this is what I you know I pleases me. Maybe you don't understand it, blah blah blah. Um, but it was also telling me, like, you know, I think it's important that we have representation, essentially. Like, I don't think that every person you meet that's poly should be like, yeah, I love fucking and fucking's great and blah, blah, yeah. like super. She's like, we need those people. But we also need, like, who's the girl who, like, works down at CVS and went, like, d- like has, like, a bachelor's degree and whatever and o- is also polyamorous or also isn't more to casual sex than anything else? Like, how do we normalize that how do we make it so that you don't look at someone that's polyamorous and say well that's not like me but you look at someone that's polyamorous and says that's like that's exactly like me or that's that's someone that's living just your average ordinary life and isn't all of these things that I assume someone is and like okay like maybe I'm more open to it now she was just like I just think there needs to be representation on all levels and I feel the same way about fat girls I feel like not every fat girl needs to be like 
I'm fucking, you know, I'm naked and I'm, I'm loud and I'm, I'm crass and I'm fu- like, I'm all these things. Like, I think it's okay to be a fat girl who wants to cover your, up your body just because you feel whatever kind of way. And, and you're shy. Like, it's okay. You don't have to be any kind of fat person. You don't have to be any kind of gay person. You don't have to be any, like, you don't have to fit any kind of, it's okay to be on the, on the broad range. And I think that's the important part of this. I think it's, it's not so much. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. It's yes, you can whatever you want. You can literally no have anything what. you want. It's just about negotiating what works for you and how it affects your sex life. And that's like the whole big problem with people like oppose gay marriage and things like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, look, you don't have to get, you know, gay married. You know what I mean? It's like it has nothing yeah, really to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. Or your religion. Um, it's, it's, it's a legal contract that these two people want to engage in. So. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like not, they're so, just, they try not to be judgmental. Yeah. So it's which like, I like, if you want to, if you want to be gay and get married, cool. If you yeah. don't want to be gay and, and you don't want to get married, yeah. cool. If you want to be religious, cool. If you they're don't like, want to be religious, yeah, they're cool. like, if you want to be a swinger and do that every weekend, awesome. That's your relationship. Like that doesn't make me think less of you. If you're someone who's asexual, they're like someone that's asexual could totally live in this house. It's really just about being in a community that's sex positive and okay with everyone else that's living here and how they conduct their sex life. Um, so it's just, yeah. And they just seemed like very open about communicate communication and, or not communication, education and like running classes and, um, really tapping into, I think just this idea that maybe, you know, maybe if you're someone who gets in these long relationships, but you always hit like a certain point and then you're miserable, even if like, it's not about changing up your monogamy, maybe it's about learning how do I communicate so that I don't feel like this relationship at year one is what this relationship has to be at year 20. Yeah. This relationship at year one should be nothing like this relationship at year five. Mm-hmm. Like it, it should, it should change and, and move based on like what you both need and what keeps you happy and what keeps you fulfilled. And, you know, I don't know, like I think it's just about figuring out if whatever monogamy is for you and how that looks and mm-hmm. about connecting to people, which I really, really liked. With your genitals. No, yeah, I'm kidding, I mean, I'm if you kidding. want, yeah, with your genitals. But um, yeah, girl. And uh, listen, I'm not. Listen, is this the year that I'm like I'm vegetarian and I'm polyamorous? I don't, I don't know. Blowing my mind, bees. But <laughs> who are you? Just Who am I living it up? with? I'm thirty. I got. I'm, I'm thirty. Thirty and polygamy. Um, there were just a lot of things that were said in this in this kind of conference um, about. <clears throat> sex and relationships and love that seemed it clicked with me more than anything I've ever been told. Mm. Um, Interesting. And not to say that I would be polyamorous by any means, but just to say that like, it just made me, I don't know. I just walked away feeling like way more empowered about whatever sex I want to have, however I want to have it and being able to communicate that. Mm. And, um, and not, stressing out about what people think and um and if it's weird and yeah i just think it was like a really cool it was a really cool experience girl and if we go to new york listen they love me so we are always invited (laughs) um was this in manhattan it was in brooklyn brooklyn I just heard they're shutting down one of the, the subways from Brooklyn to Manhattan for like a few years. No, good luck. Some sh- something shitty like that. Good I was like, luck. That's, gonna, that's not going to Girl, also, like, this happy. was a house. I walked in <laughs> and it was like, there's like a lighting fixture in the corner. It's like black leather with like a light that glows in it. And Kenneth was like, yeah, this is our uh, sex cage. 
This is our sex dungeon. <laughs> this is our sex dungeon, but then like it's designed, so we put this light in it. More, when we're not using it. Corner. And I was like, how does this work? He's like, you know, like we had a birthday party here Friday night. We kind of got out of control. Yeah. He's like, so maybe we set up the sex cage and like whoever wants to use the sex cage can. Maybe one person walks in and do whatever they want to do. And like, People just, just, fucked I in just the imagine cage? it's like in the middle of the room. I just imagine it's like a party that you're at where not everyone ends up fucking someone the night of the party. Like, that's just statistically yeah. not going to happen. The majority of us don't. But maybe you have, like, two sets of friends. One of them's, like, making out up against the wall, and the other one is, like, blowing someone on... I mean, hopefully this is their house, the couch, like, for their house. Right. It wouldn't... In, in like, our world, we would all be, like, horrified, and we would say some shit or try to stop it or just, like, be whatever. It seemed like in this house, if you walk in on something... Um, that you don't view it as like this fantasy porn sexual thing that you realize like these are two people that are having a moment and are connecting and don't feel inhibited to have to like necessarily stop kissing and wait until everyone's gone or whatever. Like, so, I mean, that's not obviously not for everyone. I don't know if that's like the living situation that I necessarily necessarily would want, but I think that there's something to be said to the idea of being a person in that situation and not looking at as looking at a situ at something like sex which is a very natural thing, even whatever presence as gross or wrong or something to be stopped. I mean, it's really like, I mean, I guess it's, it's completely different, but it's like, you know, people have varying degrees of how they react to a woman breastfeeding in public. Obviously yeah. there are people that are fucking horrified and you should keep that behind closed doors. And why are you doing this? And then there are people that are like, that's absolutely fine. Do you need me to like, like hang out with you and talk, like talk you through? Like, this is cool. And it, it just felt like well, this was more in the range of like someone that would like sit next to a, a breastfeeding mother and would be like, I'll tell you some jokes to pass the time. And I'm cool with it. Like it was just like the next step up of like accepting. Well, I mean, I see like I always had this stupid argument back in like maybe it was high school or maybe probably more college where I was very, very sexual, like very open sexually. I was also raised in a very sexually open house. God, that's every, why everyone like knows that. the story about how you walked in on your parents fucking. Um, but I always thought like, <laughs> look, if a person likes to have sex, yeah, right? This is something you're engaging in that feels good mm. for both of you. Is it really... In, in, that, ooh, in that sort of concept, right? If this is a, an act that a person's engaging in because it's a, it's, it's, it's a pleasurable thing to experience, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Is it that much different than, say, getting a massage from someone, right? Because mm-hmm. a massage is sort of that same thing. It's like, oh, you're aching. Let me help you feel better by mm-hmm. doing this for you. It's a different um, level of so that. So I feel like when you described, like, walking into a party. Mm-hmm. So if you walked into a party and saw, like, a girl sitting in a guy's lap and the guy was, like, rubbing her back. Mm-hmm. That's not really that weird to you, right? No. I feel like that's how sex is for these people. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, you walk into it's like a room, the same intimacy level. There's people fucking level. over there, but it's like... Yeah. You, in your mind, it's like, all right, they're just doing yeah. what they're doing. There's not yeah. this huge escalation between what is intimacy for, like, an average person and what's intimacy for someone that's weird, you know? Yeah. Um, it was just interesting. I mean, I just think, I don't know, every person that I've met for this show so far, um, it's felt like I had something to learn from them. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about, listen, life is about listening to a bunch of different stuff and hearing about a bunch of different types of living and blah, blah, blah. And then taking what you like and what works for you and what um, adds up to equate who you want to be. And you put that into your, your own life. Like you just take bits and pieces from a bunch of stuff and you just make it work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really fucked up right now. Are so, you? Yeah. I'm really oh, is this what's up. happening? 
You know, I started literally hallucinating. I sort of got. I started hallucinating as I was doing all these little hand motions. Someone like putting a little like a little globe together with lights, and I started hallucinating. <laughs> it's real fucked up, Vibes. Wait, what? I don't know, girl. I went to a place. I don't want to talk about it. I'm, me, I can't me, stop smiling. Nah, you're good. You what don't. Mean this I'm isn't good. for you. You're too young, girl. Or you're too old. Never mind. You're old as fuck. You don't need to be looking over here. I'm Where'd fine. Where'd you get that joint from? I don't know. First of all, what are you talking about? This banana that I'm eating. Yeah, the banana. That's what about. I call bananas. Girl, first of all, this banana has been sitting here all week. So this banana I started eating last week. Oh. You know? Uh, I remember So that. I can't help that you're, you know, you didn't see the banana, so you couldn't take the banana and put it in your smoothie, wanna, but this banana's in my smoothie. I want to taste the banana. Nah, this banana's not going near it's you. It's got a kind of a dirty picture, girl. You don't have, did you? Yeah. From who? From the girl. Oh. The girl I went Define out with Define a kind of dirty. Oh, you want to see it? No. I mean, Yeah. That's her? She calls it her guard tiger. Wait, is that underwear or a tattoo? That's underwear, I'm assuming. Girl, can you imagine if, what if it's like, uh, it's like sheer underwear with a tattoo tattoo, or a tiger tattoo, a tattoo over tattoo? vagina? She, show, she told me there's one tattoo she couldn't show me. <laughs> girl, I think she's Wait. got a tiger tattooed on her vagina, girl. Holy shit. <laughs> Wait. I think that's what she's talking about, girl. That is painful. This girl's fucked up, Beebs. I love it. <laughs> I'm speechless right now. Girl, please tell me it's sheer I underwear. I just assumed it was the like underwear. her vagina. Because, like, the rest of the underwear is very Yeah, but stripey. that would be such a weird pattern to have, like, a fucking tiger on a lace pair of underwear, girl. I think that's the tattoo. Sorry, I'm just I'm at a I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> Do we know if it's the vagina or the underwear? Oh no, the tiger is just the underwear. Okay. Oh sweet Christ! There is a bit of a tattoo. Girl, legitimately, okay. I thought that she was gonna have I don't know a why tiger I got nervous, tattooed. Though. I was like, oh my god. Hey, girl, you can't handle a girl that's got a, a tiger tattooed on her vagina. <laughs> that's someone that's just there's no, and it's that's great. It's but a, I just think I think you haven't evolved <laughs> to being able to fuck someone like that, Biebs. I gotta evolve. <laughs> I gotta change into my next. That's form, some Biebs. next level shit. That mm. has got to be the most one of the most painful places to get. Get tattooed, so there are a lot of daddy issues happening. Well, I told. Uh, well, I won't say. I'm that. kidding. Yeah. Listen, um, I got I got daddy issues all over the place, so yeah, I yeah. I can speak to the daddy issues. Um, <clears throat> who did I tell that I got disowned this week? This, I told this someone. Week? I told someone recently I got disowned. It was recently. I feel like I was there. Was I? Oh, was I there? oh, it was my managers last night. My manager uh, and his. And I, wasn't I got two managers. Managers. Both women. One of them is it has a wife. Oh. And so I met the wife last Megan? night. Nope. Oh. Um, <clears throat> so it was, a late, it was a nice little meeting. It was a little, little meeting. I don't even know what the point of that was. Um, they got oh, me all fucked up now. Last night? What, what I mean? literally cannot remember the thread of thought that connected that <laughs> to anything. Like someone <laughs> snipped the fucking thread, Biebs. You all right, Biebs? Oh, I was t- okay. Now I got it. I found the thread. Uh, I was talking about getting disowned. I was telling her oh, that right. last yeah, night, and everyone yeah. was horrified. And, and I was managers. like, yeah, my parents are still together, and everyone was horrified. <laughs> everyone still lives in the same house. Everyone was horrified. <laughs> God yeah, bless. I mean, I don't know. Have um, you talked to your, uh, not your dad, but your mom recently? Uh, no, not recently. Not that recently. She sent me some stuff, and then I sent her a text being like, yo, can you send me what I actually need you to send me? <laughs> 
she keeps sending me boxes and the she never puts these two books that I bought when I was home in the box that I left because I was like, oh, my luggage might be too big. Can you mail these to me in fucking like September? <laughs> Whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. And she just keeps holding on to these two books and she's like, well, I might want to read them. First of all, one of these books is about being happy and the other book is about what happens in a morgue. <laughs> what? Why? Why would you need both those books? You need she to follow just one with the other. The books. She's punishing me because I took her Tanya Tucker da- fucking uh, memoir because I wanted to read it, and she's punishing me. Why don't you just ask your brother to mail you the books? Oh, my brother's as useless as anything. Oh. My brother probably doesn't even know what a fucking post office looks like. <laughs> <laughs> the book's a stamp. No, he might. I- I'd be like, listen, you gotta I go search through your mom's so, shit girl. because I want my fucking books back. I remember what one of them was called. It was such a short time that I had it in my hands before I gave it to this woman, trusting her to send me a fucking box. And she's betrayed me the entire way. That bitch. God damn it, Shan. I love you, Shan. I love Shan too, but. I swear Come to fuck. cook for me again. All right. We still have all the soup. She made know, a year girl. ago, girl. We got to yeah. make it. How do we we got to unfreeze it, girl. Those are vegetables from a year ago. We got to do <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, but we they be, frozen, girl. We going to be frozen. eating 2015, Biebs. Yeah. Holy shit, it's 2016, girl. girl. The, there's going to be some kind of huge, colossal event that ends humanity and then one day like humanity's gonna come back down to earth right they're gonna find shit and everything's gonna be leveled except for my mom's fucking tomato soup that she made us a year ago frozen in a goddamn $80 fridge we bought three years ago like that's the only thing that will be standing in all of the rubble cockroaches in my mom's fucking midwest ass tomato soup I just looked at an apartment with a man the other day uh huh and uh the fridge costs four hundred dollars. Nah, though. What's with LA? Or maybe it's California. But well, we went on LA. Craigslist, <laughs> and we got no, like a hundred eighty dollars like, one. Like, no, are like apartments not having fridges? It's so weird. Fridges or microwaves? It's so. I've never had that experience where you go never. into an apartment and there might not be appliances. Like there just might. Like thankfully we had an oven, but it seems like all of them don't have fridges. And that boggles my goddamn mind. Yeah, it's almost as if they don't think a fridge is a necessity. How will I eat? I guess it is. You know what? I Here in LA, it's because necess- they're living necessary. on quinoa. They don't need a fucking fridge. That's yeah. what it is, Beeps. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, really it's so weird. It I mean, luckily we found that pretty cheap and some dude brought it to us. But that was a bitch when we came here. I was like, we don't have a fucking refrigerator. I have a question. What's your question? Why is fridge spelled with a D? Mm-hmm. But refrigerator does not have a D in it. Why? Um, Discuss. I got nothing. I was going to try to joke about you being a cunt, and I was going to try <laughs> to connect those two things. I was going to be like, why does cunt sound like K-E-I-T-H? But then, or like, yeah, you tried, or spelled. Bees. I just wanted you to know that you're a cunt. Yeah, <laughs> I got that part. I got that down real pat, girl. <laughs> Patting that pussy, girl. You ain't patting none of this pussy, girl, but you might be patting some pussy this you weekend, girl. You know it's girl. Uh, coming out in uh, April? <laughs> that pussy? Orphan Black season four. 
I don't even want to think about it because it hurts too much. And I don't even <laughs> want to know about it because I don't want to know about any new seasons until we're three seasons deep into new seasons. And then I'll talk about it. Wait. I ain't walking. <laughs> I, everyone knows what I'm talking about. We're, when we're you start three watching seasons the show. deep in new seasons? That's right, goddammit. it. So everyone we got to get a new shut show? Shut your fucking mouth. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. When you watch like a show that everyone was like, oh, you got to watch this and you didn't pay attention. And then like the show fucking is three seasons in. And you're like, okay, I'll start watching this. And you spend two weeks watching everything like scandal, right? So it's like you're caught up. And then someone's like, oh, shit, new season's coming. I don't feel excitement about that. I don't want to know about that. I want to forget that my show happened so that in three years, when we're on a sixth season, I can be like, oh, shit, Girl, I got to rewatch this first three seasons, <laughs> and then I got to watch the next three seasons. So it's just a more, <laughs> it's a better. We are never going to get married. <laughs> Girl, it's like if I would have watched season one through three of Buffy, right? Yeah. And then I didn't hear about the new seasons coming out for like three or four years into it. What was it? Fucking season seven. So four years into it. And all of a sudden someone's like, oh, you know, that show continued. And I was like, yo, literally I forgot Buffy existed. I forgot that it was coming back with a new season. I just imagine it's these three beautiful fucking perfect the seasons. What fuck would you do if you found out there was a new season of That's Buffy? That's what I'm saying, though, is like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, shit, I got three years of fucking uh, Sunnyville to catch up on. And then we all know the realities I would have put in season four, and I would have been like, ooh, ooh, this is not, ooh, this is a not the show for me. Ooh, <laughs> no, something happened. And then I feel like the disconnect between season three and season four makes sense, because in my head it's been three years, mm. as opposed to a goddamn season over which we had the beautiful memory of how that fucking high school but, burns but, down. But, and then we show but, up, and Riley's there strapping books on cunts' heads. I'm not, I'm so but you fucked hate, up, and but I'm you, so angry about Riley you, right now. You, you, you hate huge jumps in time in shows, too, though. I hate. <laughs> Gosh, she, like, powered down for a minute, girl. You were just like... I, I fucking hate. I fucking hate when shows jump time. <laughs> There's nothing I hate more than when shows jump time. Like uh, Battlestar. Oh, that was a good one. There are two experiences I have of every show. The first experience is True how Blood great this it. was, True Blood did and then the second experience was. Oh, we jumped forward and I stopped watching. Those are the only two experiences I ever have with a show. Because the minute we do it, like a time jump, and then all of a sudden they're working their way back to tell me why someone's married, why someone's pregnant, mm. and why someone's dead. Yeah. You know what? I don't need to read the end of this goddamn book. I want to read the middle. <laughs> so can we go back to the middle? Why didn't you show me this? Don't tell me. Show don't, me. I, don't tell me with some fucking flashbacks. Of so-and-so fucking so-and-so before their wedding. I don't want well, I think to know. I think that's why you don't like it, because you had your ships, It feels right? so out of control. And then all your ships get it fucked feels- up without any explanation. Yeah, it just feels so out of control. Like, you're, okay, all of a sudden you're in this story, and you're like, okay, I'm willing to accept that some bullshit went down to lead here. I don't need yeah. to imagine it. I just, I got the gist. And then all of a sudden they're like flashback. It feels like you're like riding in a bike through the fucking ocean and someone grabs the back of the bike and pulls you back through mm. the ocean and yeah. then drops you. Because you're just like, wait, I was here. What the fuck is happening? Oh, I can change nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can change it's a creative, nothing. It's a creative decision. And you know what? Great fan fiction comes out of those things. So I appreciate it because great fan fiction and great fan videos come out of like a weird break in time because you can literally do anything and or you can take the narrative and you can portray it it's in a, a, a fulfilling a, it's way. It's a way to like do like a soft reboot. 
I when, know. I think it's. Uh, and you know what I have, what, you know what I do when I have to reboot a, reboot a computer, Beebs? I buy a new one <laughs> because you know what? I don't catch feelings. I catch flights. Yeah, girl, if you have to restart your computer, you're just going to You know what? I'm done with this episode. I ain't even shouting at the Patreon babies right now. Yeah, fuck Because fuck y'all. I'll get you in the next episode where we continue to talk about the bullshit that Joss Whedon has done to my life. Oh, my God. So you stick around. I'm fucked up. Good night. <laughs> good night. And goodbye. And goodbye.